Welcome to Social Work Insider Podcast. My name is Helene Vasquez, a licensed social worker and social work career coach. This podcast is the go-to resource for my fellow social workers to become the best version of themselves. Each episode, I'm going to share different mindset, entrepreneur, and career tips for you to implement towards your professional development. Are you ready? Let's go. Enjoy. back my fellow social workers to the last episode of season one here on social work insider and i'm so excited because when i said we were going to end this season with a bang i was not playing because today we have the amazing dr edith shaparo who's a business owner like clinical social worker and a psychologist who have helped social workers over a decade pass their licensure exam. And today we're going to be sharing so many insightful tips to help you fellow social workers who are probably just graduated or going to be graduating next year. Of course, I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my personal story and journey when it comes to this personal, you know, exam, but I'm so excited to jump right in. And Dr. Ida Shaparo, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? inviting me i'm okay thank you so much for inviting me i'm so happy to see you um i haven't seen you in many years and i'm glad well only on social media i see you all the time but it's good to hear your voice and be here with you today Absolutely. I mean, your voice. And if you have not taken any of her boot camps or even, you know, purchased any of her, you know, practice material, please do. And of course, all of this will be included in the show notes. But I would never forget your voice because it's just so calming. And it's just something that, you know, you're in my head always in a good note. And I love that, you know, I definitely want to first start with really jumping into this conversation when it comes to, you know, the overwhelm and the frustration that social workers, regardless of what stage that in, you know, go through when you're taking this exam. So what is something that you usually tell your students when it comes to, you know, just getting in that mindset or just really preparing for, you know, this exam, especially if they didn't pass the first time? Of course. Well, um, I have so much to say. I could sit here for years with you <laughs> and tell you so much of my experience and my, my knowledge with helping social workers. But I think the first step, which is, I think maybe you'll agree with me, is the first step, let's say if it's your first time taking the exam or your 11th time taking the exam, the first thing to do is um, ask yourself, are you, you know, are you ready to like commit the time that it takes to study and just be like, you know, like hyped up to study and <laughs> ready to commit time because sometimes we want to study for the test and we notice that, okay, right now I'm also studying for another certificate or I want to do whatever, a KSAC or at the same time. So, I mean, yes, is, it, is, it, is there ever a right time? There might not be, but just know that you, you will have to dedicate just like any kind of goal. Uh, a good amount of time to studying. So that's like, that's like the basic, very baseline, basic step to even start. So know that this is going to take time and it's going to take time of your own busy schedule. So you have to carve out uh, a good amount of time daily in order to reach it sooner than later. You, you, could, you could study for years, but it will take you a very long time to reach your goal if you just um, kind of just look at it like, okay, like a hobby. Let me study once in a while. This is like a, a real commitment of an, a pretty much like a daily thing. So that's like the first step that I always tell 
social workers because there's a lot of investment of time and money towards this exam in order to pass it. And so you don't want to waste your time and money. So you have to really realize, is this really what I could do right now? Can I handle this pressure? Absolutely. And, 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 and it's something, no, and I love that you're saying that. And it's something like, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. And I know you definitely mentioned many things like that. Yeah. When it's your time, it's your time. And trust me, y'all, I've definitely been there. I have had a, my love and hate relationship with this exam. As you all know, I have shared my story many times. I recently, you know, passed my licensure exam last year after my fifth attempt. And the reason I'm sharing this is to empower others that, of course, it does not matter how long it's going to take you. I always say you have to find what works for you and your learning style, but it always comes down to time. Like, it's important not to put so much pressure on yourself and really take control way before you even go into the exam right like not put like oh i'm gonna be able to secure my dream job once i get my license or i'm gonna be able to get right. this when you get your license and of course especially now with this pandemic and all those things going on especially you know in certain departments right you will need mm -hmm. your license you know to be able to move forward but that's not the only thing as you mm -hmm. all know i'm huge on being able to find the right opportunity for you mm -hmm. than you allowing the field or even a certain credential dictate you know your current path but it's something that i i really want you all to really take to listen to this particular message that we're both sharing today that, you know, only you are able to know your path. What is something mm -hmm. that, you know, you also say to your students when it comes to, you know, that particular expectation that once they secure this particular role, then they'll be able to achieve, you know, a certain role or anything like that. Right. I agree. And this is what I tell, and this is something, and, you know, I've been in the game for like about 17 years of tutoring and well, the beginning was just tutoring but then developing a program towards uh, passing the exam. Everyone passes the exam. If you think it's just you or maybe your friends pass and you haven't passed, that's not true. That's a myth. Everyone can pass this exam, whether it takes you the first shot, whether it takes you the 12th or 5th or 6th. Every, everyone can pass this test. Don't give up hope. Don't give up. That's the main thing also. That was my little step number two. Don't ever give up. <laughs> Um, I've seen it once again, people give up and then they come back when they're like, oh, now I want to take it because I want to do this. Don't, don't, you should, don't give up the first time. Maybe take a little break. I'm not saying, you know, let's say you fail the test and it's, you know, you feel rolling and sad and anxious. Um, just take, know yourself and take a small break and then get right back in the game. Don't give up because you're going to pass. Everyone passes. Anyone can pass this test. Every, I'm telling you, from the, the lowest um, even IQ I've seen <laughs> with <laughs> other type of issues, um, whether it be emotional, mental, family issues, drama, everyone can pass this test. Um, so it's not just you and don't give up if someone ever tells you, well, maybe you should try something else. If this is your calling to be a social work, and as you know, Harleni, the social work field is so extensive. Mm -hmm. um, you can work in so many places and you could, you could continue the social work in so many uh, fields and branches of social work. Just the main thing is don't give up. You have support, you can find support. You'll find support. And if you feel like you're on your own, you just get yourself up and you continue that road to licensure. You will get there, whether it be today or in five years, don't give up, you're gonna get there. And I'll teach you a few other things and as we go along that'll help you to get there even 
with a more confident way. Absolutely. And, and it's about definitely finding your path, which definitely mm-hmm. leads me, you know, to my next question will be, you know, for those, because I definitely have experience and I know we, that, you know, everyone, um, Dr. Ada Shafara has helped me in my journey towards passing licensure. And it's something that I, I really want to highlight for those who have severe test anxiety, because mm-hmm. I was yeah. one of them. What is something yeah. that you would tell to your students who are currently dealing with severe test anxiety? Okay. So first, number one is to identify if you have test anxiety. There's many ways to do this. Number one, as we, we're all mental health professionals, so there are things called self-reports, which are some type of uh, like a Beck anxiety depression, um, Beck, uh, Beck anxiety inventory. I have one also if anyone needs that resource for test anxiety. Find out your score. Maybe you don't have test anxiety, you're just nervous taking the test. But if you have an, a stream number, which is um, a number that is a little bit more concerning, that definitely is a level of anxiety, specifically towards the exam, um, then you need to do something about it. Don't just say, oh, well, you know what, I'll just relax, I'll pray, let me get all my rosaries and all my velas and candles and pray all night, I'll be fine. It, I wish it worked that way, but we, as sometimes social workers, and it's myself, sometimes we ignore our own situations that we need to address. We want to help everyone else. Sometimes we forget to help ourselves. So if, they, if you have test anxiety, um, address that. There's many ways. Number one is, you know, make sure you're studying. Right? Make sure you to feel more confident and minimize your anxiety. Number two is um, get help. There's a lot of different helps to spe- that are specific for test anxiety, such as neurofeedback. I don't know if everybody's heard of that. Biofeedback that um, specializes in test anxiety. If you need resources for that, you can ask me. Also, there is medication. <laughs> um, I know sometimes like, oh, I don't want medication. But just for the test, it's fine. You build yourself up to, um, to working with that. I'm not telling everyone to go out and take anti-anxiety medications, (laughs) but if it's something that's going to assist you with calming your nerves, especially, you know, the physical symptoms, um, then you definitely need it. You need, you need the help. It's, it's, it's not just going to go away on its own and it's not going to just miraculously go away on the day of your test. I wish it did, but test anxiety is real and there's many ways to address that. And if you need extra, um, you know, resources, you just, you know, you let me know. Absolutely. And, and, you know, again, test anxiety is real, right? Like, it's just more of like, okay, I'm just needing a little bit of more assistance, a little bit more push. And, you know, sometimes we let, of course, our thoughts, our feelings, Mm -hmm. all of those things, dictate all of the, everything, you know, are basically our next steps. And it's something too, which also dives into my next question. When it comes to just mm-hmm. test questions overall, yeah. I mean, of course, if you have not taken a test, it's a four hour, you know, computer exam, 170 multiple choice, which mm-hmm. obviously can be um, very intimidating. So what mm-hmm. are some insights or even strategies that you have when it comes to even viewing, you know, the questions and just the way you break things, break things down? Well, that's um, a perfect question for me. <laughs> break, things down, break things down is exactly what I teach, how to break down questions, because the way the exam works is it's like, just like Harleni just said, a multiple choice test. 
we as social workers, we're not trained to take multiple choice tests. If in any case, we will we'll like run away from multiple choice tests because that's something that we do not like. <laughs> well, I like it. I'm somehow, well, you know, that's what I do every day. <laughs> but you, I learned to love it. It's like a, it was a love-hate relationship in the beginning. I'm not like perfect here. But I just identified how is it that the exam wants us to think? Because everyone's thinking in a different manner, you know. We all have a way of thinking. Uh, we all have our own backgrounds and our way of thinking. But we have to think how the exam wants us to think. And that's a big mistake. A lot of us uh, overthink. We bring our background or our, our um, experience in the, the question. And this goes for all level of, of exams, whether it be LM or OC. Um, the main thing is to think like the exam. Think like the exam, meaning when I read the question, all the words that are in the question are there for a reason. And I'm gonna use those words to help me get the answer. In other words, I don't have to bring any extra baggage, I guess you could say, into this question. The words are there for me for a reason. They're not, no, there's no fluff in the question. All the words count. So when you're reading a question, whatever words they're giving you, especially as you, you go towards the end of the question, those questions have to reflect my answer that I'm choosing. If your answer is not reflecting whatever they're asking you specifically in that question, then you went off track. As soon as you say, well, what if this, then you kind of have to like smack your hand, <laughs> like stop doing that. Mm -hmm. um, kinda, this is like behavioral modification. It's kind of like behavioral modification because you're used to, or cognitive behavioral modification. You're used to thinking a certain way. Um, I have to mold your brain into thinking the way the exam's thinking, not the way you're used to thinking it's it's an extremely like analytical way of thinking because the exam is multiple choice it's standardized what that means is they're asking you questions that all the social workers are able to answer doesn't matter what level you're on they can't um they're not testing you on your expertise level they're testing you on a standard level everyone's able to answer this question so that's how you have to keep your um your mind frame. The, whatever words are there, I'm going to use these words. These words are going to help me get the answer. If I'm all of a sudden saying an answer, you know, choosing an answer, but if the words are not in the, not in the question, that means that I'm off track. So you have to just bring yourself back, maybe read it again, make sure you're not adding info, overthinking, deep breathing, take a little break every 20 to 25 questions, take a little mini stretch break. And then you could continue. Absolutely. I, lo I love how you broke it down. And I also love that, you know, you mentioned, like, this is a, a core skill of a social worker. Pay mm -hmm. attention to detail, making mm -hmm. sure that you're able to highlight all of those keywords and, and making sure that, you yes. know, it is something that you're going to match, right? You're not going to talk about point A when they're talking about point C, right? right? So it's something. It sounds easy, but with, with practice and just like, like what you were sorry, what you were saying, what we were saying is it's like, it's kind of like a CBT class. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to teach people how to think differently, how to look at things differently because the exam wants you to look at it differently. What we're doing is trying to pass a test. I'm not trying to teach you how to be a social worker because that's, you're great at doing that. All I'm doing is teaching you how to pass a test.
Exactly. And this exam, you all heard her loud and clear. This test does not determine your mm -hmm. ability to be a social worker. This is just an exam, just on a basic level, a, a book-based exam, right? Paying attention to exam. That's it. It does not mean that if you don't pass this, you're not a social worker. Social work, I always say, is what you make it. You mm -hmm. earn your degree and you're a social worker no matter what, right? Like it's in you. It's either you're a social worker within or you're not. Mm -hmm. It's very true. And look, I have a social worker degree. Harlenny has a social work degree. We do completely different things, like not even the same thing at all. Uh, somehow we're connected, of course. But we do what we do is because we what we love what we're doing. We love to help people, and we're using our special abilities, or maybe some innate abilities, to help others. And we, I know Harlenny has helped so many social workers attain their goals. I've helped so many thousands of social workers to attain their goals. Are we going to be able to help every single one? Maybe not, but but walk away with something. Walk away with something that will help you get there. So. <laughs> what, I, what I said so far is the first one is, you know, don't be scared, right? The fear is get rid of the fear. If you have test anxiety, address it. Uh, make sure you're ready to commit to all of this the exam, the scheduling and all that. And this is my most important piece of advice. Well, all of it is important, right? Um, because I want someone, hopefully, that listens to this podcast to maybe have like an aha moment. Or a light bulb that's like, wait a minute, oh, because even when I'm teaching and we're teaching over and over the same things, um, no one hears it. And then all of a sudden, if you hear it repetitiously, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I was like, I said that like five times already. But this time, it clicks. So hopefully when you listen to this podcast with Harleni and you hear it, listen to it a few times, because maybe sometimes the first time, repetitious is good. You know, I'm an educator. Repetitious is good. Uh, listen to this podcast at least a few times. <laughs> okay, so my last piece of advice, well, not last, but you know, one of mine, because of course you could keep asking me questions, is that when you're studying, make sure that you score your quizzes. Don't just say, oh, I did 20 million quizzes. I should be good, right? It's all about the numbers. Think more like a researcher, right? <laughs> because numbers matter. This is a standardized test, test and it, it's scored. So in other words, your score has to be on a certain level. Now, to pass this test, there's like a range where you need to be. Let's pretend this, this exam wants you to be an A-plus student in order, in order for you to pass it. You need to have like a 90, like a 98 is A-plus, right? 95 and above. Um, 90 is not even that good enough. So when you're practicing and you're doing all your practice quizzes, score each one of them or even if it's automatically scored. I'm a little old school. Um, so make sure that you're scoring between that 95 to 100% range. Don't go any lower. And if you are, it could be a hit or miss. Maybe I'll pass, maybe I won't. They want you to be at a very high level. So when you study, you need to be at that high level of test taking, of quizzes, right? So you need to, and it has to be consistent. You can't just be like, oh, I scored 95 on one quiz. I'm ready for my test. Keep it a little consistent for at least two weeks. You have to be at that, like literally that A plus student. It was hard. We, I know how hard it is. I've been A plus here and there. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I, I like studying, but you know, some classes are like kind of boring, right? So, but just think in this specific situation, I need to be an A plus student in all the areas, not just uh, DSM, 
community also, everyone always forgets that wonderful part, community organization, whether all areas, administration, supervision, be an A plus student in all the most important areas for the exam. And when you take your quizzes, be an A plus student for two weeks. You'll pass your test that way. Yes. And and what would you tell a student or what would yeah, one of your students like advice on how to prepare um the day before the exam? What are some, oh, you know, some before, of the tips that you tell? Day before is a chill day because you have to everything you learned should have been learned already, right? So for example, think of a marathon. Let's, let's pretend I'm gonna prepare for a marathon, something I probably would never do. Well, you never know. Never say never, right? But you, that takes time. Like I have to like work out and I don't know, start running, take maybe those, whatever they're called, those little races and all that. <laughs> but then the night before, I'm not gonna be like, well, you know what? Let me try to run the marathon to see what it looks like so that I can win the next day. That would be like completely impossible. The day before you're relaxing, maybe in the morning you could look at something, but let everything soak in so that you can like, you're re-energizing your body, you know, maybe go for, some people go for a massage. Some people uh, just chill out, like watch Netflix all day, do whatever you want to do. I, I advise not to work the day before because you never know, you could get triggered with someone or someone, something happens and you're not having a good day. I mean, not, it's not possible for everyone, but if it is, try to not or or maybe work half day and take that time like a self-care day for yourself the day before that way you wake up you know where you're going also make sure you visited the site at least once go inside see where you're going in go to the front desk check it out go back out know where you're going do a test run right i've had you don't know how many times i've had people call me like I'm lost. And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> I don't know where my test site is. I'm like, what? Wait, what, what, what are you talking about? And can, can you look up this address? I went to the wrong one. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So, so I would help them like try to Google what they're saying, but be prepared. All of that stuff is going to, you know, hinder your success. The more prepared you are, the better. Sleep well, have that amazing breakfast. If, oh, this is a good tip. If you're a morning person, take the exam in the morning. If you're not a morning person, do not take the test like 7 a.m., 8 a.m. All those factors are really make, a, really make a difference, really make a difference. If you are, for example, I'm both. I could be a morning person and an afternoon person, so I'm fine. But I know, you know, I know a lot of people like, man, I, you know, I took it in the morning and I hate waking up early. And that totally screwed me up from the beginning. They said, like, why are you setting yourself? It's like setting yourself up for failure. You know, why are you doing that to yourself? Know yourself, know your, what you're capable of doing and capable of handling. And then you'll be fine. Yes. And then and, party, and party in your pad. <laughs> And regardless of the outcome, I want you to celebrate, yeah. you know, basically it, it's an exam regardless of, mm -hmm. you know, the outcome. And, and it's all about also like, you know, she said it's like knowing your limits and knowing your boundaries and not like, you know, again, if you're not a morning person, don't schedule in the morning. And mm -hmm. one thing that I also want to add, because we're still in a pandemic, make sure when you study, wear your mask. I know that was something 
very yes. helpful for me to study, you know, using a mask on so I can just become, you know, second nature to me when I took the exam. Um, and it's something that you definitely want to know where you're going. Um, and one most important thing that I also want to add based on my experience is, of course, no one's going to be able to dictate the future. You don't know particular life stressors that can come about. But if you know that, okay, I'm currently not, you know, like a, it's like a make it or break it, right? Or you know that you kind of have more flexibility when it comes to being able to take the exam, then really take that into consideration. Like you want to go into that test already having so much control um, to the best of your ability. So I would love if you can share because you've been diving with so many strategies lately and sharing so many gems. I would love if you can, you know, um, um, any next workshops or webinars that you currently have that I will be including in the show notes. Oh, so yeah, we, I have um, classes during the week. They're more, they're more intensive. We call them our little intensive classes. And they're very structured. They're a bit more individualized because we're in a class. It's structured, though. So it's not like an open discussion where everybody's telling us their situation. It's very structured to keep everyone on task, to learn as much as possible. So that's during the week. We have a few of those. And then we have our one-day workshops. So we have every, like, month and a half or so. Depends on scheduling. And that's a whole full day. You hear everything in one, one big shot. A lot of people love those. It, it, once again, can you sit there for eight or nine hours to study? If you can, that's great. If it's not for you, do the weekly. Know yourself. Know your limits. Know your boundaries. And, then, and also know that if, it's not, it, it, if it doesn't happen at this moment, it will happen eventually at the right time. Right? That's something Harlenny once we spoke about um maybe it's funny because sometimes people are like you know what if i got licensed back then i i wouldn't have been where i am now and i just had gotten re licensed recently i actually had to experience a few more things before um i got to this point in my life but if it didn't ha if it happened for me then i these experiences and these twists and turns in my life just wouldn't have led me up to this or just it's just amazing how things happen you know i'm not trying to be a, a what is a um a crystal ball person, whatever, but it's just amazing how the dynamics of licensure works. And I've seen it over time and time and it's amazing. And, you know, it, it will happen to, to every, it does happen. It, people pass. It just, and then sometimes they're like, you know what? I took a more difficult test this time than last time, but somehow we passed the test. It's just, I don't know. It's just how, how it happens. And it's also about being able to take, like I said, going back to control. Like, I love mm -hmm. that you mentioned that because again, like I'm pretty sure. And, and again, I also told you, I, it took me five times. Obviously mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, I wish I would have been in this. Mm -hmm. I mean, look where I am today. I mean, having my own business, being a social work career coach, you know, now social work recruiter, like it's something, everything happened the way that it was supposed to. Yes. And reach out to your network, try to network, Try to, and you know, I'm, I'm just going to say this because, you know, I, I, at one point I'm like, you know what, let me just do some networking with NASW, just see how it's like, just to see. And you know what, I've met so many powerful social workers and it's such a, it was such a great opportunity to meet and network and they met me and I know what they're doing. And, and I just saw that there's other social workers out there um, like, um, trying, you know, like opening their business, private practice, being creative in what they're doing. It's not just about a nine to five. Social work is so extensive. 
You have no idea. I mean, I mean, some of you do. And even with Harleni, she's a, she's a coach for career, career coach. And she's a LinkedIn professional. I admire her so much. <laughs> because look, I'm old school. If you want to laugh even more, the first platform that I had, because platforms are new word too, I had MySpace for bootcamp. That's how I started. MySpace. I don't, some people probably never even heard of that. But that was my first um, page, whatever you want to call it. MySpace. Um, so things evolve. Social work evolves. Technology evolves. I've never thought I would be speaking on like Zoom or something like that in in 2006, 2005. It's funny. But it, I got here and everyone could, you know, follow your dreams. It will happen. If you need support, I'm here also for you. Preach, preach. I love, I, I just love everything that you're saying. It is something, my fellow social workers, I just really want you to listen to this episode, you know, multiple times, regardless of where you are in your journey, whether you're a seasoned social worker, you know, whether you're a newbie in grad, whether you're about to graduate, like only you will know your path and do not let school also dictate your current path, right? I always see that, oh, but I did the clinical concentration and I was supposed to be licensed by then and all those things. Um, and it's something that, you know, you really want to take control of where you are right now, regardless of the process, right? So please learn how to be kind to yourself. I'm going to be linking all of the information that Dr. Ida Shaparo has to offer in the show notes. And best believe, going back to network, your network is your network. Mm -hmm. So making sure that don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And you know, I'm the LinkedIn queen. So making sure you also connect with me. I have so many resources because this is the last season of, you know, episode of season one. We're definitely ending this with a bang. So as you know, the last cohort of 2021 for Social Work Graduate Academy kicks off October 25th. Make sure that you check out the link in the bio to apply. Make sure to check out the show notes for, you know, Dr. Edership Powers resources and bootcamp. And of course, I'm going to be back in the new year with so much resources for season two. Thank you so much, Dr. Ida Shaparo. Thank you so much for coming on today's episode and sharing so many gems. You're welcome. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Till next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in on this week's episode on the Social Work Insider. For more resources, feel free to check out my website, yourevolvemind.com. That's all for now. Till next time.